Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia. How are you guys? I hope you guys are doing well. I'm very honored today by uh, with my guest on my, uh, this podcast. And like we promised on Mind Podcast, we get you a variety of voices on, you know, all the topics that have covered, uh, uh, all the topics that are to be covered in the past week and many other topics as well. So with me, I have um, Manan Bhatt, who is a veteran of the Indian Navy. He's he's uh, he's a decorated officer. He's an author. He's a uh, uh, he re- he's written a fantastic book about Pulwama. Uh, he's a columnist. But uh, like I said, the most important bit I gave first. So first of all, uh, thank you, Mr. Bhatt, for joining us, and thank you for your service and what you've done for us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jahin. It's a pleasure, Adit, by uh, to be here. Yes, uh, to absolutely. be on this absolutely so if if and and if you uh, if you guys are listeners f- find manan and me going into adit bhai manan bhai mode that is because we are both gujaratis so i i had to i had to i had to put it out there uh, in in any case people know that uh, uh, about that so thank you for joining it's it's it's, it's a tough week uh, the reason i say this obviously is um, we tragically lost general bipin rawat uh, who was the commander of the cds a new post that was just created by prime minister narendra modi's government uh, it exists in united states where they call the chairman of the joint chiefs in india that's the cds that was uh, started and uh, bipin rawat uh, the late general bipin rawat was the first one uh, to be there and we, we we are here actually we 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 were planning on discussing um, uh manmay's book but really when we were talking offline yesterday we were like we should start our discussion just talking a little bit about what this meant uh how big of a loss this is i mean you you all know i'm i'm being kind of redundant when i say that how big of a loss this is but i just want a veteran's perspective on what this means uh and i don't want to get into all sorts of crazy theories doing round on twitter we are all very sad about this loss but we won't entertain you know strange conspiracy theories that people might be saying because that doesn't do that that doesn't do good for the legacy of general rawat or for the you know uh, or his record we want to focus on what he represented and you know what is the path forward uh so i would like to you know throw the gauntlet to you uh, if you can just for our listeners and then we'll get into a discussion of his book i promise you we're not going to not talk about it uh, what does the loss of general lawat mean and uh, you know for us to lose someone so senior in this position and the way and along with him uh, 10 very very i mean some very good officers engineers crew members that we lost and his wife madhulika rawat as well who tragically passed away It, it was a big loss for the defense fraternity, not only for us veterans, but also for the services. Because uh, General Rawat, uh, as 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 we all know, that the CDS is a new, a very new, newly created position in the Indian Armed Forces, mm-hmm. and he was heading the uh, three forces mm-hmm. since last one year, since mm-hmm. last one year, and and the coordination that uh, he was able to manage with the uh, government of india and and the three armed forces was something outstanding we uh, earlier what uh, the the armed forces have to uh, whenever they have to purchase something whenever they have some demands whenever, whenever they were looking for modernization they have to go through a uh, uh, is officer or so, uh, mm-hmm. sort of things but for uh, since the since the day since the moment the department of military affairs was created dma which was headed by uh, the cds we we had a uh, he he had a clear vision for the armed forces and and he was 
this this was uh, this is something new that that uh, indian armed forces had seen because uh, there always have uh, some issues with the politically elected governments and the armed forces they sometimes it hap- it used to happen that they were um, the think the thinking level of uh, the government and the armed forces were sometimes not on on the same platform but as the as the then uh, uh, rawat had a very cordial uh, he he used to have a very cordial relation with the present government and with prime minister modi so uh, it was like the communications were were uh, so much clear that uh, the armed forces had seen a never before uh, upsurge in their you know uh, the say, government meeting their demands and 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 uh, the modernization the indigenization which was which was pushed by the government everything was uh, getting in place and the the biggest reform that in, um, since independence is, if i would say the theatrization of uh, the armed forces uh, theater commands creating the theater commands and uh, fighting the wars together it it was being done uh, under general rawat's uh, um, direct supervision so it i i think that uh it it we have we have felt a very huge jolt it's a big loss for us uh, when when we have lost uh, general rawat sir mm. along with along with him the the uh, the soldiers that uh, who have lost their lives the officers that uh, those, those who have lost their lives these are this is a this is a tremendous loss for the armed forces and it's a personal blow it's a, it's a psychological uh, blow for us also because you you don't want uh, to uh, lose your colleagues in in a in an accident or something because it's it's a sad thing that has happened to us absolutely absolutely no and you know um, i think ultimately the, the the sad part of what usually happens is that when you have such a tragedy it almost that becomes the discussion and not the glorious ca- career of the person who was there right and we must also not forget the other officers who were uh, you know with uh, this um uh, 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 general rawat's thing because i think because we we fall into this trap right like uh, we are talking about the air crash more than the uh, uh, then the then the the career or what he um, established himself he was of course the chief of the indian armed forces then he was the last chairman of the chief of staffs committee staff committee as uh, people might know that you know the navy the air force and the army almost rotated the uh, sort of the chairmanship now you have one post which is the chief of defense which overlooks everything and especially when it comes to procurement and we had special issues with um, procurement in the previous regime uh, you know before mr modi took over where a lot of questions uh, shekhar gupta had this wonderful term for the uh, then defense minister he said he was like bapu nadkarni would never pick up any wickets but bowl 25 maidens so he would just not take any decisions and just keep bowling maidens but you also needed the bowler to take wickets and make purchases so unfortunately that is uh, uh, you know jokes apart that is that is what it was and general lavat did manage to de- log or declutter many of these uh, you know issues he 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 had a tremendous influence on the government as well as in the armed forces being the uh, previous army chief and mm. and uh, uh, we have seen during uh, covid uh, there were a lot of uh, emergency procurements which were done by the armed forces and every every uh, emergency procurement approval was given by the government uh, the the biggest uh, i think Uh, the biggest achievement that uh, i consider uh, 
that general rawat rawat was able to achieve was was uh, he was able to provide the troops who were uh, who were facing the chinese at the lse with a very uh, good quality accommodation that is not usually uh, the norm um, that is not usually seen in the armed forces the accommodation that uh, the that we have at the at the lse and in the ladakh nowadays is is uh, is an is an envy for the enemy also right. and uh, this is uh, i don't think that our troops ever had such kind of uh, air conditioning and such kind of accommodation that even in um, even in temperatures that goes uh, goes as as low as minus 30 degrees uh, uh, celsius the uh, troops uh, the, the temperature in the barracks that we have now is around uh, plus uh, 20 degrees so it's it's something uh, which which is uh, tremendous and we have 50000 troops uh, stationed um, along lse lse and due to the present conflict situation with china all the troops they are uh, having good uh, logistics Uh, uh back up they are having uh, good accommodation and the roads the border roads have, border infrastructure has has grown uh, multifold in the, in the present regime so uh, quite a lot of things have happened uh, those were the positives that i take uh, during during the uh, navas regime and, and as you say no one thing just i wanted to add uh, as we expand is also the names of the others you know apart from mr bipin rawat and general uh, uh, bipin rawat and madhurika rawat was uh, brigadier les lidder colonel at singh wing commander ps chauhan squadron leader k singh uh, jwo mr das pradeep uh, pradeep a hawaldar satpal naik gursevak singh jitender lance naik vivek and lance naik esteja now i'm of course reading this from a list i uh, uh, i i i did not want to so i was following the list exactly the, uh, i i do not know the last name so i was you know uh, of every officer so i do not want to you know mispronounce them but uh, keeping all of them in our you know thoughts and prayers and their families typically uh, who were not expecting to wake up a week ago assuming that they'll a short would be a short helicopter ride from one place to the other would be so fatal with our top leader with a with, with general rawat we have lost yeah. big some it's a big big loss that we have lost already uh, we have uh, 13 yeah. people uh, so, uh, bigger leader, leader was about to become a major general yeah. he was a yeah. he was a super officer he he had the uh, expertise in uh, counter terrorism Uh, anti-insurgency operations. Then, mm. then you have uh, two Air Force guys who were uh, on duty. They, they, mm. they were traveling with the aircraft. Then, then there is uh, Group Captain Varun Ko, uh, Varun Singh, who is who is fighting with uh, fighting his battle uh, at, in the hospital. He he just he was awarded Shaurya Chakra just a year back. Yeah. Uh, for saving uh, LCA Tejas, he was the Ryzen officer for the uh, CDS. Then. Um, Brigadier Leader was the defense attaché of the uh, CDS. He, his staff officer, he, he, uh, he also, his wife, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Rawat, Mrs. Madhurika Rawat. She was, she was heading the Defense Wife uh, Welfare Association, and she was uh, taking care of uh, uh, welfare activities of uh, Jawans and officers' wives. So mm-hmm. each, each, each one of them, it's, it's yeah, a it's- very big loss. It's it's a very big loss, and also the way it happened, right? You're like, oh my God, did you know India lost some of its best and its bravest in the way it, it all it all happened? It's that, that I mean that that is 
as tragic as the event itself, right? The um, what happened, but and I want to come back to General Lawat in a few moments. Like I want to, we began with General Lawat and we'll end with General Lawat and the defense thing. But you, this gives me sort of a segue to talk a little bit about your book, when uh, uh, about when you talked about uh, the Javans. Um, you know, being martyred, and I want to, I want to, uh, I want to do. A, I have it on my Kindle, so I'm gonna, you know, uh, just show it to our uh, our audience. Um, the first thing, the first thing, the first thing that struck me was, and 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 here is where uh, here is where we know that a, a, a navy uh, a, a veteran wrote this book is. You start with a very a personal stories of the the officers right when we find when we find books written by defense journalists or journalists they do write about the officers they do write about the background but they almost they do like an equal job right they also will talk about okay xyz the the, the person who was killed by the terrorist was this guy in you know kashmir this is what happened and then you also find some sort of a background story of the uh, officers which is uh, again a very journalistic approach but on, what is missed is the human aspect of the officers themselves about there. So I, I found it very fascinating that you talk about Tilak Raj as uh, Tilak Raj Shanu, as he was called, because he would sing in his uh, thing. And I, I was smiling because, and smiling in a very eerie sort of way, because I know what is going to happen, you know, in, in the subsequent chapters. This is not a surprise, you know. So it, it breaks your heart even more because you are emotionally invested. So is that a conscious, because as a veteran, is that a conscious approach you do end up taking? Uh, that the other authors don't because they almost forget that you know there is a there is a huge human life uh, that is associated they also just dance on Diwali throw colors on each other at Holi just like we would as well while writing or narrating a story I carry this huge burden a huge responsibility of uh, telling things telling about speaking about my my fellow jawans by the officers or, or the jawans who, who sometimes are part of a tragedy sometimes are part of a successful operation hmm. but it's a it's a huge responsibility one can call it a burden or it, it's it's a thing that one has to say i mean i have researched uh, when i completed my research uh, about the book and it's it's like some stories stay with you some some tales some heroism uh, sometimes uh, this uh, you have very ordinary people coming from very uh, very ordinary background but they do some heroics they they they, they leave their mark on the uh, sense of time hmm. what happens is that uh, while looking at the bigger picture we are not able to uh, you know uh, mention them while looking at the uh, while mentioning the bigger picture we are not able to uh, actually uh, talk about them the, this happens with with uh, when when you write a big story but uh, I, even after even, even when i complete my stories I, I i take a look at them and i because i have been in in the place uh, if if we, if i talk about uh, the the uh, pulwama uh, the the uh, jawans who are traveling uh, through the, that bus i've been a troop uh, i i have already uh, i've traveled throughout my life in troop carriers i i i know that how how it is uh, uh, how it is like to be part of a uh, uh, part of a big a bigger troop of uh, uh, troops 
So I've known I've known this all along, and uh, certain feelings are always there when you when you. It's it's like I was part of the convoy. I, it's it's like I was uh, sitting besides uh, while writing about Wing Commander Rabindranath also. Yeah, I feel like I I was sitting beside just behind his his aircraft. Absolutely. So that's why I showed the uh, the picture. For our our viewers must have seen the picture I just shared. That is about uh, his book, and it's it's a fascinating read, right? And when uh, and and. Uh, uh, of course, Mr. Uh, Captain Abhinandan uh, is on the cover of you know the book. But you know, going into and let's let's get into the 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 the, the meat of the book itself. Uh, what is fascinating, and first of all, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll quote with what something um, uh, you start with: "They shall not grow old as as we that are left grow old. It shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them." It's for the fall from a passage from for the fallen, and I I absolutely love that passage that you start your book with that because um, yes, these stories shall not grow old, and there are there are thousands, millions of stories, millions of sub stories, right? People think that sacrifice is just sacrificing on the border. It's a sacrifice that the family takes. It's a sacrifice that the neighbors do. It you know sometimes. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the, as the cliche goes, the, it's a, it takes a village, you know, to raise. So every officer has their own village, their city, their mohalla, everything associated with uh, with this. And these stories shall not grow old. Yeah. So the man. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. I. Uh, it's it's a it's a very emotional thing for me uh, hmm. while writing about the martyrs, the fallen soldiers, the fallen soldiers. Absolutely. They. they the devastation that their families have felt the the, the nobody is uh, except them except the families of the uh, fallen jawans fallen mm -hmm. soldiers nobody has not even me we are not able to understand the pain the the travails of the uh, the lives that they will mm -hmm. face mm -hmm. and at least we can do on our part is is to understand it try to portray it in a in a in a way that um, the readers would be able to understand it let 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 not um, i i, I did, never wanted my book to be a hunky dory story of the only the balakode strike Un mm -hmm. until unless the reader reads about pulwama i i don't want to even write about balakode for mm -hmm. first and foremost uh, thing for me was was the pulwama and 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 then only uh, the resolve or the uh, our our uh, our you know uh, the balakode strike will up happen only when you have pulwama the the travels of pulwama the uh, 40 fallen men of pulwama should always be remembered and it it, it should be a, a collective uh, resolve for uh, the entire country that we will never let uh, any pulwama any more pulwama happen or any more 2611 happen anything mm -hmm. whatever has happened any terror attack mm -hmm. some some kind of laxity from from our part uh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So let me get into this um, into the specifics of the book. Um, we everyone do, I, I, and I mean, uh, of, unless you want to talk a little bit about it, I think everyone knows what happened with the Adil Ahmedar and you know uh, the, the story beyond this. I want to get into a little bit after the Pulwama attack. I mean, feel free to you know talk a little bit about the attack if you, if you want to. But I want to know about that meeting, right? The you, you talk about the CCS meeting, right? And and 
we are talking about general rawat and who was serving at that time and must if if not exactly present at the meeting he would be absolutely in the know and would be at the forefront of planning so it's it's almost eerie that we we planned to talk about this book and then this would happen uh, last week so it, it's almost like tri- playing tribute to one of his you know most stellar uh, responses uh, as thing um there was a mission planning that took place with the iaf with you know with the uh, the joint military operations and so forth so if you can delve a little bit about what you write on that and then we'll talk a little bit about what happened after in india uh, books about air force rarely talk about the mission planning aspect of uh, <laughs> of the operations yeah. and um, first and foremost you don't want to divulge everything or you, uh, you don't want to uh, you know uh, this uh, just tell people that uh, i mean tell the enemies because the book can also carry a message for the enemies they they uh, you don't want that uh, them to learn yeah. so but it has to be written i i sent yeah. my uh, my book my initial draft of the book to a very senior officer a very superior officer rather who was part of the operations who was heading the operations and right. he said yeah. uh manan okay it's your work then i i i realized that i understood i have served with so many superior officers that i i understood that when a, when a officer says uh, something in in such manner that he was not happy with the work and i i knew that uh, i had no uh, i had little access to the mission planning aspect of the actual operation so i had to wait for some months to make uh, so that i could understand a few things Uh, i could talk to some people who were who were there and mm-hmm. somehow uh, things started to roll out and uh, this is how the mission planning uh, actually uh, i i was able to work on the uh, mission planning aspect of the entire operation it, it, it's a it's a now it is an open secret uh, we all know that how it my my take on mission planning is uh, how it is usually it it has to be done it, it should it is usually done uh, be, be be the indian uh, indian air force or or any other air force in the world mm-hmm. it's not uh, the actual detail it it may not be because it should not carry the actual detail unless the operation is uh, unclassified by the government so mm-hmm. uh, i i did try to you know uh, give my best so that uh, 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 somebody who is an aviation or enthusiast or, or somebody who has a very keen interest in defense will mm-hmm. be able to you know uh, 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 understand the get how how does uh, mission planning cell works uh, how does it functions i i worked in, uh, in the mission planning cell of uh, in the navy um, mm. for some time so i i know that uh, how things go uh, yes it it it's a bit a bit a bit technical for uh, for somebody who is looking just uh, just wanted to uh, read a story based book it's 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 a bit technical but it has to be part of it It it, it 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 is an indefinite part of my book mission mm-hmm. plan absolutely no no it it has to right like you ultimately that's a call you have to take that you you are writing as an officer but you are also writing as an author and it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's very uh, it's a page turner right and i don't want to give away the details also for our listeners and viewers who, who have not read the book right uh, but 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 i also want to you know since i have you here i want to pick your brains a little bit on it right that you talk about the, you know you talk about it at a very operational level also there's there are two kinds of planning that happen right one is at the very senior level that you discuss you know not where the the powers to be 
and the officers who are the decision makers are and then there is a a, a a discussion that takes place with those who are in the organizing group right so there almost needs to be sort of a uh, a, a sync a synchronic sort of thought when it comes to this because passions were as you mentioned in your book everyone the passions were you know at their highest after what had happened to pulwama i mean i remember and then then we talk about the balakot strikes that that happened post you know which changed the whole uh, sort of paradigm of the whole thing and then you you're talking about you know the, the, between the last barrier which is one of your chapters where you talk about you know the loc crossing and stuff in between you had the whole execution you had the you know the strike package you you had sort of a almost a new operational level where you had to deal with drones you also had to deal with the night time so how do you think all that was done so efficiently and also in such a quick manner right it it almost seems like um, um it was the passions were sort of redirected to one goal that we have to get this done come what may see uh, the armed forces indian armed forces are very professional forces so uh, at the operational level when when come orders come when when you are doing a war exercise for say mm. um, there is a war exercise which which was uh, held just before the air strikes uh, for the exercises you you uh, the officers do plan uh, things very uh, intricately and uh, for the for the operation work of the uh, particular exercise these things do happen very regularly we we practice a lot we have uh, the air force have practiced um, surgical air strikes or kind of kind of you know uh, operations quite a lot of time but but to execute it in a in a real time or to execute uh, such kind of operation behind enemy lines is it's a tough thing but uh, when when what what i think is uh, at the when at the back of the uh, back of the mind back of your mind the officers have the uh, the follower of pulwama the 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 terror of pulwama was always there in their their back of back of the mind so they mm. they everybody everybody every single indian indian including the officers at in the operations room wanted mm. to make sure that uh, terror should be eliminated mm. when you have a clear goal clear sight in place uh, the execution will always be perfect the planning will always be perfect and and things move very fast mm. and nothing nothing can surpass a a clear goal mm. that, that is for sure fascinating fascinating so no you are right absolutely so if if i if i were to if i were to take this a little further right like let's 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 look at it let's look at it from the perspective of let's look at it from a strategic perspective that you are going from you are going you are going at a multi pronged approach right like you indicate again i don't want to give away everything that he says it uh, talks about the hr and what that hr means uh, what uh, read the book to find out and and what uh, it means um you you almost need a syncretic sort of things and before the cds happened and so forth there were a little bit of qualms within the establishment about if the army if the air force is there going to be coordination in kargil we have seen previously where in the initial days there weren't the the, the as syncretic as we thought and i'm not blaming anyone or something it's just we weren't wired to approach that way i think that is india learned like all countries like all democracies we learned from our experiences that this is this is the syncretic approach we should take yet we saw a very syncretic approach that 
that had happened that day right so uh, that day or that week or that month so so how would you how would you classify that and um uh, and, and can you describe the response in in you know in in as your own analysis like what happened and what how would you classify the response i must say that <clears throat> since the moment uh, mr ajit doval has has been in, at the helm of affairs as nsa uh inter <coughs> depart inter uh, services synchronization is is uh, is is really very commendable and uh, the role of uh, general rawat has also also been uh, very very positive uh, has been a very uh, blessed thing for us hmm. uh, the the uh, synchronization between uh, isro the ntro and the three services that uh, particularly the uh, ro had a rnaw they had a ground intelligence you the best the best part is that government the three services and the entire uh, technical uh, intelligence and and uh, ground intelligence everybody they were on the same page it happens very rarely uh, as we all know that earlier earlier say it in uh, say maybe kargil or before that we had certain issues with with this but um, government people who are working with the government if, uh, particularly the departments we, who are working directly with the government and mm. the armed forces it's a, it's a good thing that uh, we are able to achieve this and uh, i feel that if i was uh, part of the service um uh, it i would have felt very very good because i have served with uh, the drdo i have served with the um, served in delhi in the integrated headquarters also i i have never seen the government and the uh, armed forces on the same page it's a great thing it's a great feeling for uh, each one of us each each, one, each each every indian i think hmm, hmm, hmm. exactly so i mean so you are talking about and and basically the drdo and the sort of i i hate to use this term in the context of india but in us especially you have the whole military industrial complex and the whole discussion about that you i don't think we have that in india essentially it's still a very government uh, 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 dominated industry and and so the reforms that were to take place have to take place from within rather than the outside reforms because in in us when you when you talk about the military reform it's outside in rather than inside out approach right so in india you you are looking at a very different things um but what is fascinating that i found and 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 in 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 the specifics of the mission that you talk about are not just the coordination of this you also had the whole concept of the air to air refueling so how you know if you can talk a little bit about that i don't want to give uh, everything away but it's it's fascinating you know these are things that we hear about uh on tv shows uh officers talk about but very recently are we hearing something that is so you know so recent in our public memory and then we'll talk from there we'll go to the pakistan air raid alert and what uh, what captain abhinandan faced and so forth uh the uh, air to air fueling has also not, never been discussed in uh, public yes yeah so we yeah. actually uh, at, in navy we do uh, fueling at sea uh, that is no that is called as uh, replenishment at sea aras mm -hmm. and i have always been fascinated by the ras aspect we uh, we also you know one can travel uh, to and fro ship uh, through through the ras rope 
so it has always fascinated me and the air to air fueling is is rather more uh, risky mm. is rather more difficult to mm. to actually execute and uh, when it is done at night it is the mm. most uh, challenging aspect mm. but uh, as as we all know that any um, it we uh, uh, during the balakot before the balakot air strike uh, the our jets they refueled uh, in air and it was a, a good experience because the weather was also not good and i think uh, i should uh, leave it to the reader yeah i i just want i i just wanted you to talk a little bit about it i don't want to give it completely away because i, I think uh, i think you 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 know it's not been written about it right but then we move on to the, what happened in there you know where the commanders were killed and uh, uh, it, it was it was fascinating uh, what uh, what we uh, what the indian armed forces decide like did and i mean there have been web series and things made about uh, where which attempt to talk about that but i think your book goes into a lot more detail they, they they've barely scratched the surface because again you are you are giving a very inside out perspective from the from the inside you are you are aware of how the, these happened so not only did the indian uh, uh, army not suffer many casualties it was almost uh, unthinkable post turi we did have the surgical strikes but they thought that post balakot we like we would not cross the loc but it did happen and then the air force thing happened and of course unfortunately we had the situation with uh, captain abhinandan so i want to i want you to talk a little bit about that and then lead into the whole captain Abhin, uh, abhinandan sort of story see uh, pakistan had never thought that india would uh, into this deep and uh, attack a a camp which was which was uh, it was in fata mm -hmm. that is federally administration administrator uh, areas and it was india did something which was unthinkable for the enemy mm -hmm. and uh, the balakot camp is a very has been a very notorious camp and it has it has a very long history of uh, terrorism mm -hmm. uh, fanatism and terrorism so it, it felt great uh, that india attack them that a particular camp which was so deep inside and there were quite a few intricacies people say that they should have attacked the, the jm jm headquarters but not many of uh, many in india know that the jm headquarters or uh, the has has a uh, old age home uh, alongside it it has a madrasa which, which teaches small children alongside it so basically the uh, the the big big uh, people of the big heads say uh, masood azhar or or everybody the lt had also uh, who was there in mudri came they they all are mm. protecting themselves by hiding behind the old people and children so mm. india has a very clear concept of um, and and pm was very clear in his uh, message when he said that theek hai aapko aapko jo theek lagta hai karo but no no innocent should die mm. so this is how uh, the target was chosen and we are very clear with uh, our our uh, our humanitarian the approach is all has our armed forces approach has always been very humanitarian and it's a great thing that uh, we uh, not a single uh, civilian was killed we uh, yeah. every everybody who died there were terrorist and, and ultimately we have to choose what we want to be as a country right do do we want to be a, a country of barbarians or a, demo, a country that celebrates democracy we chose the democratic approach rightfully so because we are a democracy you know so we we but we are not going but to we are not 
uh, that were previously detrimental to our interests. So in this interests, we decided, we made the determination that we have to cross the LOC to attack, uh, you know, and, and we did. And uh, guys, if you are uh, already intrigued by the book, let me tell you, this is only halfway through the book. We have not even completed the other half, which is, I, I find even more fascinating because this is known. The other half is not known. When the story can, well, be, and, 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 and he very uh, uh, aptly titles the story continues because then we get into the Orbat, you know, we are talking about the Bisons, we're talking about the, uh, the and, and we're not even talking about the M MiG-21 yet. I think how the IACC has jumped, you know, into actions and then um, how the interrogations took place. Correct. So before we even get into the diplomatic pressure, right, if you can just give you a, give a brief overview of what happened before and then which led to the whole Captain Abhinandan sort of situation. And then India not only came at it from the defense side, it also came at it from the diplomatic side. We'll talk a little bit about that. India, India knew that Pakistan would retaliate. Hmm. We had attacked uh, their biggest assets, that is hmm. the terrorist. We were awaiting their uh, retribution. It didn't happen the very next day, but the, the day the day after, uh, there was a big uh, big buildup of uh, PF fighters uh, at the LOC. And as we all know, that India India has a very uh, technically India is very advanced in in comparison to uh, Pakistan. It's like if if India wants to fire a missile. What, mm. what a pilot will do is he'll just fire the missile and share a link like we, we share a link in WhatsApp. <laughs> it's so fascinating. It is so fascinating. You just share a link with the IACCS or, or the technician at uh, sitting sitting uh, yeah. sitting there in Netra. Okay, this is not known to a lot of people. So I, I, I just want to repeat. So he just said, if India wants to fire a missile, we just fire a missile and they're like, Aaj phod diya. <laughs> that, that's pretty much. That, yes. that, that's how simple. It, of course, it's not as you know as simple and as facetious. There are chain of commands, and of course, but this is fascinating. It's, that information now is very easy to disseminate, and it can go to the right people at the same time, rather than going through a chain of command that used to happen in the earlier days in India. Things have things have changed, and technically, we are very advanced. So when Pakistan uh, buildup started. Uh, the uh, the uh, the radars at the LSE, uh, LOC and and the uh, radar in the air the uh, netra uh, uh, it it was trans already transmitting the warnings to the IAS, IACCS which, which which is situated uh, deep inside India which is at the center of uh, almost at the center of the country hmm. so uh, they immediately took command and uh, ordered uh, uh, <clears throat> the planes who were on um, already duty. To, to defend uh, defend our assets from enemy attack and one can't believe that such a huge uh, Pakistani contingent of almost 24 25 uh, fighter jets was defended uh, and uh, there was there was only um, in the Srinagar region there were only two MiG 21 bisons who were able to you know uh, show the uh, the enemy contingent it was it was such a great feat. It was it was a you know a brave thing that uh, Abhinandan did. Uh, his 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 tactical brilliance is is out of the out of the world. He the way he took off from this, uh, behind the uh, behind the uh, behind the Pir Panjal range uh, mm -hmm. before the 
enemies uh, get to know that uh, there is a there is a, an indian aircraft uh, in the vicinity he was almost on to them and he used his his, his superior speed his his uh, jackrabbit acceleration to his his uh, uh, <clears throat> to his benefit that enemy had uh, nowhere to go yeah and this is how he was able to uh, and and peer panjal rail is a very treacherous sort of range in terms of uh, aeronautics uh, operations i you know if i in space, in air force operation there is the whole tunnel that, that is now built you know uh, uh, in that that you know reduces the thing but when you talk about strategically i think um, what is interesting here is again like what i said with general rawat right because of something that happened so significantly after in which case he had to eject you know from his aircraft and so forth people forget what happened before which is more critical where the pakistan jets were you know dispatched one of them was taken care of and they were chasing the other one if i'm not mistaken and and that's when this happened so i want to talk about and and you talk about this in your book right so i want you to talk about that first and then you know uh, then what happened then what we know yeah see wing uh, commander abhinandan was at it he was so much aggressive that uh, and he he went so near to the uh, f16 that f16 had a amram uh, missile which was which has a very good bbr uh, uh, bbr emram is a very good beyond visual, visual range missile but the r73 that uh, abhinandan had ha, is a, is a fantastic uh, within visual range missile and what happened was the the f16 that uh, abhinandan attacked uh, he was he, that guy was unfortunate because abhinandan was so near to him he was able to actually target him and hit him uh, hit him with with his missile and the the uh, before he, he could engage uh, engage or do something abhinandan was able to yeah, just uh, uh, hit just, just uh, engage engage his uh, jet and um, target the enemy aircraft but but enemy contingent was so big that uh, just after finishing the attack and just after uh, getting hitting the f16 abhinandan was also in the uh, radar of in uh, was also uh, was also hot in the and and he, he unfortunately his his jet got hit and he had to eject so i'm right now i'm going out out of chronology and out of uh, the book thing but i want you i want you to talk about a little bit about the 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 thing you talk about is the sleep deprivation and the music torture right <laughs> because we've seen this in a lot of people who've seen movies like zero dark 30 or read about what the uh, uh, what the americans did it is it is somewhat similar right so uh, and and to get out information and again i'm not endorsing anything i'm not talking about anything i'm just stating the matter of fact that Uh, uh, that is stated in the book, and that's what the author is doing here as well. So, can you just talk a little? Not, do, I mean, we don't need to elaborate. Just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. The, the torture that uh, that was alleged to have taken place in Guantanamo. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think, uh, there are indications that uh, Abhinandan was also tortured in the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the interrogation methods were used by the ISI. the dreaded isi and uh, these people uh, when when they took abhinandan into custody custody from the army uh, they tortured him uh, black and blue it was it was uh, his, his bravery it was his bravery that he could uh, 
he could stand off the uh, torture absolutely no absolutely it's 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 quite 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 horrible uh, what happened and you know then we, we we move to the end of you know the what you talk about is uh, basically you know from qatal ki raat to um, to uh, you know you have the missing prisoners of war you also have again i'm not going to reveal much on the chapter do read that chapter i just finished it a few hours before we recorded it so it's a, it's a fascinating read but ultimately the epilogue of what india can take from this and and then we move on to discussing the legacy and you know we'll end the discussion with talking about general rawat um what can india learn from this what what, what were our biggest lessons and within from the air force for the army as as a veteran what do you think i i feel that this is not only my feeling every every veteran who has uh, known about the air strikes or or, or read, read my book uh, mm-hmm. because it has it has all the details you you might not find uh, you you will, nobody will find any any of the details uh, out in out in public domain most of the things are are uh, quite hidden so there are a lot of discussions by some senior veterans who are asking questions that um, should we wait uh, 25 years to uh, to reveal uh, or to declassify the uh, military history or should it be written um, then and there as 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 they do in the uss where i have done uh, with with this book so yeah. this this kind of discussions are taking uh, taking place amongst very senior veterans Uh, now let me come back to the the uh, the book that see india india if if we perform with with uh, with confidence if if we are uh, being what we are as, as they say in cricket that if you play your natural game hmm. then you are you are a winner you are already a winner if you, if you Uh, uh consider playing as as dhoni ha- used to say that if you consider playing uh, the game ball by ball then you are already a winner hmm. you might lose uh, some you you might win some but you are a winner if you play play to your strengths and the strength uh, india has its strength is india's biggest strength is, is its manpower hmm. we might not be uh, you know very advanced in comes to in, in comparison to technology with uh, uh, say with in comparison to technology with uh, in, in comparison with china hmm. but if we are we are india and this is what makes us this is what we are and if we uh, stick to what uh, our our uh, our stance then nobody can stop us in, nobody can stop us in the world fascinating fascinating um i think i think you've raised some very crucial points some very important points and uh, we just have to wait and see how uh, this goes but uh, you know i think ultimately at the heart of it all this is this talks this talks to this talks to people and what they might believe what their sort of idea of india would be in this and how what they um, what india to you know uh, move forward to um, we we stand for we stand for we will we will not attack first we will not be provoked but if you touch us we won't let you you know go ultimately that's what it is um so i i applaud you and appreciate you for writing this book i i urge everyone to go read it and write to us what they feel about it but you know the the shadow of general lavat moves uh, looms large not only uh, along this book it also ta- looms large in the discussion we take so i want to end this by talking about his legacy 
and the legacy he leaves and what is the way forward from here he leaves uh, general lawat or late general lawat leaves a huge void hmm. for the military mm-hmm. uh, the military has always been thought like we speak very less we we are not uh, you know very aggressive the indian armed forces in particular the our generals also they talk mm-hmm. very less but general lawat was was an exception some uh, some people did not like his uh, speaking out his mind but that is what information warfare is all about you mm-hmm. want your your uh, top general to be aggressive you want him to be on your face he mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, the things that he uh, talked about china the things that he talked about the chinese virus right. and he was never you know somebody who who just uh, talked brashly he he was a very responsible uh, speaker but he always uh, spoke his uh, mind and uh, it it doesn't happen uh, often in uh, india that you have some a general who is uh, so much uh, outspoken and so much well received in the society he was loved by one and uh, one and all and it's it's a huge void that uh, that is there to feel and uh, uh, let us uh, uh, let us pray to god that uh, he he is uh, is all rest in peace absolutely uh, uh you know prayers for the departed souls of all the people all the soldiers the i mean and prayers for their families and what they are going through um we we have a tradition of recommending uh, uh things on the podcast and i would absolutely recommend you guys read this book um uh, read about general bipin rawat uh, uh, uh if you have any recommendations that you would like to give uh please i think uh, i have a big very big recommendation i think india somebody somebody should come uh, and write about write a story about general rawat us write a write a book on him <clears throat> let let the entire armed forces get together let let the government get together and let us um, everybody everybody every indian should know about the, the legacy of general rawat it's a, it's a huge legacy that he has left and i think it's it's my request not only recommendation but a request to to all fellow military writers actually people are coming up even even requesting me to write about general rawat but let me see i i am not much access with yeah, i i wish i wish and i wish to write about him being a soldier mm-hmm. nothing it, it it's a matter of it wouldn't be a great matter of great pride who whoever will write about general rawat i don't but not not the journalist let let some a soldier write about that a soldier right absolutely absolutely and 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 for you know for the legacy is developed as cds i hope that position is filled soon as well i know those are big shoes to fill but we have to ultimately move on and no one knows about moving on and getting the job done more than a soldier so listen to the soldiers they'll they'll give you the you know the right sort of um perspective but uh thank you manan bhai uh, again uh, veteran manan bhat with the indian navy uh, author columnist and most importantly uh, uh, veteran like i said thank you for your service and thank you for joining us on mind podcast today this is a fascinating discussion i hope to have you on more uh, for such discussions uh, uh, maybe we'll do um, maybe we'll do uh, one more soon in the next few months to come but uh, this was truly a great experience for me thank you for joining thank you thank you ajit bhai jai hind Jai Hind. It's great to be here. Jai Hind. Then please like, share, subscribe, guys. We'll be back soon with more uh, next week. Until then, it's goodbye.